Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the white fans, except no white fans as usual, guys. But back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, no guests, just my beautiful voice um, that some people have said. I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I'm trying to embrace it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to embrace it. Um, but today, I'm going to be, today's going to be the season finale of the season finale of season four there we go season finale of season four um guys can't believe that we made it here another season down thank you so much for all the love um, and sharing of the show that you guys have done um all the listenerships and everything like that if you guys haven't listened to a lot of the episodes the last four episodes go back and listen to those those are our women's history i know and now that i'm kind of thinking about it I, i realize that this is kind of poorly timed because I feel like I just finished women history month. Um, and then I turn around and I'm starting to talk about blurred lines, um, on this episode. So this is the, this is the final, like I said, episode of the season. The episode is called blurred lines. Um, where I'm basically going to talk about some hentai versus anime. So guys, just letting you know ahead of time, like I don't normally give disclaimers and I know I probably need to do a better job sometime, but I did market E for explicit just so you know that maybe you want to be a certain age when you're listening. But just so you know, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about um, obviously, you know, some sexual content and things like that because it's hentai versus anime. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more of like some of the that's why the episode is named blurred lines some shows that may um kind of blur the line between hentai and anime and i'm also going to give a lot of detail around like the culture that was kind of built around um or the culture of hentai and things like that um from the terminology the etymology um some of the history behind it like i said some different censorships and uh, demographics and stuff like that so just giving a disclaimer before we jump into the episode so if you are a young child that's under the age of 18 you probably should listen to this episode um appreciate the listening though but you probably should listen to this episode and parents just to let you know if you let your children listen to this episode this is probably not the episode for them you probably want to have them uh, listen to some of my other ones um but anyway so with all that kind of this disclaimer and stuff like that out of there before i get into the show um as always thank you each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show without you guys this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding if you're not already following me on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the number one and two so 12 there you'll find any updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes so um, like I said, the only giveaway that's really going on right now, I'm still trying to figure out the merch stuff. It's been a while and I haven't really given it a whole bunch of attention like I should. Um, but the only giveaway that's going on right now is if you want a sticker, reach out to me. Let me know that you want a sticker. I'll mail it to you um, anywhere in the United States. If you're international, I can figure out a way to get it to you. But um, yeah, just let me know. Just shoot me your address. Let me know that you want a sticker and I will send a sticker and a personalized letter to you thanking you for your support because that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I go above and beyond personalized. 
handwritten. So you can see my horrible handwriting. But um, yeah, so let me know as far as upcoming episodes. Like I said, this is the season four finale. So I'll be shutting down for three weeks as is, you know, typical for me um, to just kind of start curating some content. I got football and stuff like that uh, that's popping off right now. So it just kind of gives me time to breathe and make sure that, you know, my head's back in it before I start the new season. So just know I'll be gone for three weeks, but I'll be back. Um, I thought about pulling a April Fool's joke on you guys, but I was too late to the uptick. I should have, but uh, just see who cared. You know, if I had said like the show was done, I wonder who, how many people would have reached out and be like, no, you said it wasn't going to happen. Um, but I didn't do it. Like I said, I was too late. I had other stuff going on. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's uh, that's kind of the updates. Like I said, nothing new for the next three weeks. You can follow me when you follow me on social media, especially on Twitter. You'll see a lot. I'm a lot more active. I, I share and kind of like retweet a lot of different things. So follow me on that. Um, I think I'm a good follow on uh, Twitter. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me know when you guys follow. Um, if you dislike or, di- or if you like or dislike an episode, I love interacting with you, the fans. So just let me know when you reach out. As always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. Um, and now, before I, like I said, before I get into it again, I'm going to give the opportunity a quick pause for anyone who is under the age of 18 or who is uncomfortable with hearing about any kind of sexuality when it comes to anime as an art form to walk away. All right, so if you're still here now, I'm assuming that you're okay with listening to this episode. I've got your consent, so let's go ahead and jump into it. So again, this episode is the season four finale, Blurred Lines, um, Hentai versus Anime. I was going to sing a bit of the Blurred Lines song by Robin Thicke, but just like this disclaimer, I didn't want to get in trouble, just like he ended up doing. I think he he and Pharrell ended up having to pay like $7.2 million in a lawsuit or a case lawsuit um, against Marvin Gaye's family for stealing um, pretty much one of the songs. And if I'm not mistaken, this song kind of ruined Robin Thicke two ways because they had to pay that money. And then there was the allegation um, and the the accusations. Why was I about to say accusations? The accusations that came up about him and the uh, the model that was in the song where he was inappropriately touching her. which is obviously no laughing matter. And obviously, um, I'm not going to make the, the easiest joke that I could potentially make about that, considering the fact that what this episode is about. But um, I was going to sing a little bit of blurry lines for you guys, but you, uh, you, you get to be spared from, my, uh, from these, these vocals, at least for right now, um, from a singing standpoint. So let's jump straight into the episode. So what is hentai? Hentai is anime and manga pornography, a loan word from ja- from uh, Japanese. The original um, the original term does not describe a genre or a media, um, but rather an abnormal sexual desire or act as an abbreviation of hentai. Se- 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 I just said this just a second ago. Say 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 yoku. Seiyuku? Seiyuku. Um, but anyway, it basically means sexual perversion. In addition to anime and manga, hentai works uh, exist in a variety of media, including artwork and video games, formerly known as erogi. The development of hentai has been influenced by Japanese culture and historically attributed attitudes and historical attitudes towards sexuality hentai works which are often self-published form a significant portion of the market for doujin uh, works um 
So numerous subgenres exist depicting a variety of sexual acts and relationships, as well as novel fetishes. So let's get into a little bit about the terminology. So hentai is the kanji compound of hen, which means change or weird, and tai, which means appearance or condition, and means metaphors, meta metamorphosis or transformation in sexual contents it carries additional meanings of perversion or abnormality especially when used as an adjective in these uses it is shortened shortened form it is the shortened form i'm sorry of the phrase hentai um, which again means or hentai seiku seiku i'm going to say that i'm going to keep on trying to say it right um, which means sexual perversion um, the character hen is a catch-all for queerness as a um, peculiarity. It does not carry an explicit sexual reference. While the term has expanded in use to cover a range of publications, including homosexual publications, it remains primarily a heterosexual term as terms uh, indicating homosexuality entered Japan as foreign words. Um, and most tags, most are, uh, most pornographic works are simply tagged as 18 Ken, which means 18 prohibited, which means you have to be at least 18 years old, um, or adult manga. Um, you may see that too. So hentai is defined differently in English. The Oxford Dictionary Online defines it as a subgenre of the Japanese genres of manga and anime characterized by overtly sexualized characters and sexually explicit images and plots. Um, so the etymology. The history of the word hentai has its origins in science and psychology by the middle of the Me Meiji era the term appeared in publications to describe unusual or abnormal traits, including paranormal uh, abilities and psychological disorders. So it became popularized outside of uh, psychology in 1909. Following World War II, Japan took on a new interest in sexualization and public sexuality. By the 1960s, the homosexual content was dropped in favor of subjects like sadomasochism and stories of lesbian targeted to male readers so this is more so so basically saying following world war ii they took a new interest in um you know more of like the sexualization and public sexuality but in the 1960s um homosexuality was dropped and they started talking more about sadomasochism and lesbianism which was targeted towards male readers um the late 1960s brought a sexual revolution which expanded and, and solidified the normalizing of the of the terms identity in Japan that includes that continues I'm sorry to exist today through publication um, and there's a lot of different things that we see so for me I think I thought it was interesting and I know I'm, I'm kind of reading a lot guys and shout out to Wikipedia and I had a couple of other sources that I ended up using um, like you know obviously the Oxford Dictionary and things like that um, and I know everybody's like oh but it's Wikipedia bro you're getting a lot of this information off of there are some other sites that I use as well just a lot of this stuff is just readily available it's easily available on Wikipedia maybe right maybe wrong that's the problem that you you know you run the risk of but um, for me like and I know, like I said, I'm kind of reading through this, but for me, it's interesting. And as I was kind of reading and kind of looking at 
these different things when I was preparing this episode, it's very interesting because no, I never really knew what the breakdown for hentai was. I never knew that it, it was actually meant for, you know, metamorphosis or transformation. But then when you use it in the sexual context, it was meant for like more of a perversion or an abnormality. Um, I thought that was very interesting. And it's crazy to see because there are so many different um, acts and so many different novels. Like I can't tell you how many times like I'm on Instagram, um, obviously for you know the show because a lot of my a lot of stuff uh, that I follow on the shows Instagram on the shows Twitter even on my personal stuff just because I, I follow anime everywhere right it's just crazy the amount of artwork that you see that is just overly sexualized it doesn't necessarily have to be you know invasion or penetration or anything like that but just this overly sexualized you know what i'm saying kind of genre um because it doesn't necessarily refer to just you having sex right it's based off of what we're reading right now what i'm kind of going through right now it's just the it's just a perversion sexual perversion um so let's keep going because this is uh this is interesting so um hence i first appeared in animation in the 1932 film shoes Suzumi Boon by Hakusan Kimura, um, which was seized by police when it was half complete. The remnants of the film were donated to the National Film Center in the early 21st century. The film has never been viewed by the public. However, the 1984 release of Wonder Kids Lilota anime was the first hentai to get a general release overlooking the erotic and sexual depictions in the in 1969's 1001 arabian nights and the bare-breasted cleopatra in 1970s cleopatra film um around that time uh, erotic games were another area of contention and had its first case case of the art style depicted depicting sexually acts in 1985's tim tin tintashi nope i'm going to get i'm going to tell i'm going to learn like i'm going to have to learn uh, japanese in some way because i i feel bad for uh butchering all these it's T E N S H I T A C H I no go go. I I know the last part. But um but yeah. So essentially like in this one, like you said, the first form the first film was made in nineteen thirty two but was basically seized um before they could actually finish. So it was about halfway complete. It was then donated to the National Film Center and then um in nineteen eighty four there was the first one that was kind of released, uh which was uh which included the nineteen sixty nine, you know, one one thousand and one Arabian Nights and the bare breasted Cleopatra in the Cleopatra film. Um so let's get into some of the games since that was kind of what we were leading to erotic games. The first anime styled erotic game was that same one. So T E N so Ten Shitachi Ten Shitachi no Gogo. I'm going to say that way and I'm just going to keep saying it. Um released in 1985 by JAST in 1988 AC ASC2 released the first erotic role-playing game, Chaos Angel. In 1989, Alice, Alice Soft released the turn-based role-playing game, Rants. 
and Elf released Dragon Knight. So these are all games um, that are some of the early founders of some of the erotic games. So if you've, again, like I said, I mean, we're all been adults here, right? So if you've watched, uh, you know, if you've been on any adult site or anything like that, for some reason, I don't know why they do this, and everybody always talks about it all the time on, you know, the media and stuff like that, or like people are always like, where does this stuff come from? You always see, or like, even if you're just scrolling through certain sites where they're like, Oh, these, these erotic games and stuff like that are there. This isn't something that's new, right? This has all been, this has all been out. Like I said, since 85, like this has been around for a very long time from a, from an erotic game standpoint. Um, so the censorship since be, since becoming law in 1907, Article 175 of the Criminal Code of Japan forbids the publication of obscene materials, specifically depictions of male or female, male and or female sexual intercourse and pubic hair are considered obscene, but bare genitalia is not, which I thought is very interesting. So you're going to say if they're having intercourse or you see pubic hair, that's considered obscene, but if it's just bare genitalia, then it's not. As censorship is required for published works, the most common representations are the blurring dots on pornographic videos and bars or lights on still images. Uh, still images. In 1986, Toshio um, Meda or Mita. Uh, sought to get past censorship on depictions of sexual intercourse by creating tentacle sex. So 1986, born into the hentai porn. So when everybody was talking about where, and and as I, I, this is a funny episode for me because when people know that I'm really into anime, I don't know why, especially when like it comes to like dating or trying to get to know somebody or like somebody trying to get kind of like brought into my world or trying to like figure out what I like doing. It's not offensive to me necessarily. Like, I think it's weird that you would ask it like that. It's not really offensive to me, but it's just crazy because anytime I tell somebody that I'm into anime, the first thing that they associate anime with is anime porn. Like, hentai. They're like, oh, you watch the tentacle porn stuff? I'm like, nope, not even watching that. You know what I'm saying? But I guess people have been asking this question since 1986 probably. Um, but this led to the large number of works containing sexual intercourse with monsters, demons, robots, aliens, um, whose genitalia look different from men's. So um, while Western views attribute hentai to any explicit work, it was the products of this, cens this censorship which became not only the first titles legally imported into America and Europe, but the first successful ones. So all of this to say, in 1986, someone sat down and said, you know what? hold my coffee or hold whatever he was probably drinking, maybe his sake. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm just saying I do, I do have some good sake too. Maybe he was drinking coffee. I don't know. But Lily sat down and said, hold this. I'm about to go ahead and challenge this law that came out in 1907 and I'm going to start drawing tentacle porn because technically I can get away with it because it's not male genitalia. That then turned into a sexual, like this, this, all these large number of works containing sexual intercourse with monsters, robots, demons, uh, aliens, all whose genitalia look different. After that, the West comes back and says, hey, you know what? That's cool. Like, like we're okay with this. The first titles were legally imported into America and Europe. They're not the first ones, but they became the most successful ones. So then it was like, you know what? 
everybody in the Western Europe was like, yeah, man, I like that. Let's go. Like, bring that in. It's just crazy. I can't make this stuff up, guys. I'm reading it as as I found it. Um, so um, I got a couple more things that we're going to talk about before we take a quick break, and then I come back and talk about some shows that kind of fit this mold of uh, Blurred Lines. So... Demographics. According to data from Pornhub in 2017, the most prolific consumers of hentai are men. However, Patrick W. Gelbreth and Jessica Bowens or Bowens Sugimoto Sugimoto S-U-G-I-M-O-T-O note that hentai manga attracts a diverse rendership which of course includes women. Um... Catherine Hinman also writes that self-identified female otaku readily admit to enjoying hentai catering to a male erotic gaze. So, I mean, it's out there. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, this is all information that was according to a 2017, um, you know, porn horror study about saying that the majority of consumers are men um, and other people say that, you know, it's a diverse readership. It really just depends. And I said readership. I don't, I think I said rendership. It's readership, um, which of course includes women. So, I mean, it seems like it's going both ways. I would probably say that the math is probably still right for men being a little bit ahead in that situation, but I could pretty, I could, I could see it kind of being a little bit both ways. Um, pun intended, obviously. Um, so different genres of hentai. So this was like interesting. Like everything that I'm talking about so far has obviously been interesting, but this has probably been probably a lot more this was interesting because i didn't know that there were all these subcategories or different genres of actual hentai so let's go ahead and get started um we've already crossed the threshold at this point there's no point in going back now um so common english terms so there's yaoi which is male homosexuality yuri which is female homosexuality lolicon which is um so the first two are gender uh typed um, because it's male and female, gender typed. Lolicon apparently is gender and age, so centered on prepubescent uh, and pubescent or post-pubescent underage girls, whether homosexual or heterosexual. So that's interesting. Um, Shotokan, which is gender and age, which is the same way but for boys. Um, you've got Bach. Bakinyoi, but a genre of pornographic media focusing on the depiction of women with large breasts. The word can literally be translated to exploding breasts. Um, It's a subgenre within the genre of hentai anime. So, so when people are saying like, "Oh, you like the ones like to have these girls," there you go. There, that's the fur. I don't know. I know I didn't say it right. Bak. It's Maybe I'm saying that right. But that's the one that everybody just automatically associates with people who like anime that like watching, you know, the stuff that has like the girls with the big breasts. So there you go. Um, Then you got cat girl, uh, which is human females with cat characteristics such as cat ears, cat tails and whiskers. I've seen some people I've seen some people post stuff like this. I don't understand that one. That's a little interesting to me but hey i think other people call them like furries and stuff like that like people who like uh who have an attraction to like furries um there's futon 
Futanari, Futanari, um, which depicts or depictions of women that have both genitalia. So I guess more of like a hermaphrodite, but with or without a vulva or vagina. So I'm assuming that they have both. So that's something that's there. Um, Obviously, incest, which is in regular porn as well. uh, But that's sexual activity with family members. Um, Neto, Neto rare. Natari, Natari, I don't know how you say this one. N e t o r a r e, cheating or being unfaithful to a significant other, literally means taken away by sleeping with. Um, so I guess cheating porn. That's that. There's a genre for that. Um, there's tentacle erotica, which we already talked about. It this depict the depictions of tentacle creatures and sometimes monsters, fictional or otherwise, engaging in sex um, or or other things with girls and less often men. Um, and then there's daughter attack, is what it says in English, but it's J O S A S E M E, which is depictions of like male cross-dressers or tom girls taking the lead or or exhibiting dominance over a sexual partner so yeah i'm gonna let you take that one male dressing or tom girl taking the lead or exhibiting dominance over a sexual partner so i would assume like it would be like a male cross-dresser being so a male dressing up as a girl but then taking dominance over a girl i don't i don't know are they same sex i don't know that one's interesting to me that last one was very interesting to me but yeah so these are the subgenres that i found um inside of hentai who would have known right you didn't even know you didn't know that when you got when you clicked on this episode today what you were getting um but here you go. I just gave it to you. I gave you all of the different subgenres, a little bit of the demographics, some censorship, um, you know, kind of history, some of the stories about some of the erotic games, a little bit of the regular history, um, some etymology and the terminology, and obviously explained what exactly hentai is. So, yeah, you got all of that in the first half. So now what we'll do is take a quick commercial break. And uh, if you're still comfortable with the episode, I'll jump into a couple of uh, reviews on some of the shows that I said um, kind of fit that mode of blurred lines. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. All right. Thanks for sticking around. If you did, I hope that you did, because uh, now I'm going to talk about two shows and I'm going to kind of oddly mention a third one, but two specific shows that I wanted to talk about. So um, now that we know that with Blurred Lines, we've got the history, we've got the, all the, 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 the different subgenres. I've made you feel uncomfortable because you've probably either watched it, and shout out to you if you've watched it. Own it, man. Own it. If you've watched it, own it. Um, but yeah, you've probably watched it at this point. You're probably like, okay, I, I'm understanding a little bit more of this. Let's go ahead and talk about two shows I feel like that blur that line. Um, that blur the line between anime and hentai. So the first show is one that I'm sure that everybody's watched. I know I watched it. I'm being honest with you. I've watched both of these shows, actually all three of these shows. The third one, like I said, I'm going to kind of hint towards not so much talk about because I didn't finish it all. Um, And the second one I'm still working on. It it took me a minute. It just took me a minute. But anyway, the first show, everybody's watched it. I watched it. There's no shame in my game. First show was prison school. Prison School has a 7.4 or 7.54, 28 episodes. Originally started airing in February 7th of 2000, uh, 
2011 to December 25th, 2017. Um, so the synopsis is that there's a private academy, an elite all-girls high school that opens its doors to male students for the first time in its history. The five males who enrolled, however, are a married band of perverts who are unable to communicate with girls. This cluster of misfits is composed of the foreign delinquent Shingo, uh, the strange and sickly Joe, the overweight Andre, the intelligent uh, I think it's Gatsuko and Kyosha, the most normal person of the bunch. Feeling troubled due to their lack of female interaction, the five boys embark on a dangerous mission to peek on several girls while they are bathing. However, owing to a series of uh, mishaps, their operation ultimately fails, resulting in the boys' actions being exposed to the entire school. For their crimes, the boys are sentenced to one month of punishment by the menacing underground student council little do the unforgiving beauties of the council know the boys perverted and unusual antics are just going to worsen so shout out to my anime list you know when i go into these parts um i know that uh if you listen um I don't know if they're going to necessarily sign off on this specific episode, but I'm always looking for a sponsorship. Always looking for, you know what I'm saying, some um, some love and some affiliation for my anime list. Shout out to them. They always have great information. Um, this was a good rundown. I watched the show a long time ago. I remember I remember seeing it. Uh, I think the cover, I'm going to put the cover on here um, of the show. I remember seeing it and I was like, this is straight up hentai. Like, it's got to be. It just gives the whole vibe. It just has the look. I was like, I'm not watching this. And then I found myself talking to somebody. I think it was one of my friends or whatever. And somebody was like, dude, have you seen Prison School? And I was like, I haven't. I've seen the cover, but I've never watched it. And he was like, you got to watch it. it. It has funny moments, but, like, it's not all what you think it is. And then I watched it, and I was like, you liar. Because that is all that it was. This show blurs the line, in my opinion, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this show. And like I said, the main characters are pretty much all perverts, perverts except for one. And it it is like they get very close. Like that's the thing. And that's why I chose uh, these shows is because they get very close to that line. If you're thinking on like a fence, anime is on the left. Hentai is on the right, and then there's that fence that that you know that you're kind of walking down. This one is still in the anime, but it has one foot on the fence and one foot, or I wouldn't even say one foot. It's got like a foot in both camps, I guess, in this situation. So you're just sitting on this fence because literally there are aspects that you're like, okay, this is anime because you know it has it's obviously it's animation, it's it's Eastern style, it's all this stuff. It fits the mold, but based off of the the some of the things that happen in this show, which go back and watch the show. Um, I would recommend it. It's, it's actually a really good watch. Obviously it's 18 and up. I wouldn't recommend kids watching it. And if you're not comfortable with sexuality and, you know, certain things being shown, I wouldn't recommend that you watch it either. Like, I'm not telling you, I'm not forcing you to go watch this stuff, right? That's not my intention of this episode. My thing is an education of just explaining like that there are differences. Like, even though that sometimes you can have a foot in both sides, you know what I'm saying? It's still one body. Like it's, it's, it's not all anime is not hentai. All hentai, hentai or hentai, however you want to say it, I guess technically kind of fits in anime, but all anime is not hentai. If that, if that makes sense, that's my job. And I'm going to say that again at the end for the people in the back that didn't hear me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like I said, it was an interesting show, you know, go watch it if you want to.
go watch it. Um, the second show, like I said, I'm still kind of muddling through this one. This show made me a little bit more uncomfortable. Actually, not even a little bit. It made me a lot more uncomfortable than prison school. Because prison school, I feel like, was was where most guys were in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like most guys were just right in that eighth to ninth grade you were just kind of going through puberty you started feeling certain type of ways you i could kind of understand how you can kind of translate in that into prison school and i want to say i was younger i wasn't that young but i was younger when i first started watching prison school so i was kind of like i could see this happening especially when i was in high school read the next one is redo the healer or redo the healer so this one is a 6.32, 12 episodes. It originally aired uh, January 13th, 2021 to March 31st, 2021. I didn't finish this whole thing. It was just too much going on. I plan on going back in and watching it. I think I'm like maybe like five, six, seven episodes in maybe out of the 12. So I'm like halfway there. But I got some other stuff I want to watch too. But yeah, I don't know, man. This show was kind of tough to watch. Um so the synopsis is uh, when Kiro um, uh, acquired his his powers as a hero who specialized in healing all injuries regardless of severity, it seemed that he would walk the path to a great future. But what awaited him instead was great agony. He was subjected to years of seemingly endless hellish torture and abuse. Um, I think it's Kiryu. Kiryu? Kiryu. His, uh, his healing uh, skills allowed him to secretly collect memories and abilities of those he treated, gradually making him stronger than anyone else. But by the time he reached his full potential, it was far too late. He had already lost everything. Determined to put his life back on track, he decided to unleash a powerful healing spell that rewound the entire world back to the time before he began to suffer his horrible fate. Equipped with anguish of his past he vows to redo everything in order to fulfill a new purpose to exact revenge upon those who have wronged him so this show obviously this show is one of those ones that like you're that the main the main uh protagonist literally straddles that line between protagonist and antagonist because even though you get to see his history and it is an absolutely horrible history like i feel so bad for him whoever wrote this i don't know if i I hope that they didn't go through a similar situation or anything like that but this this came from a very dark and abusive very hellish place and I feel bad for him for everything that happened to him. I feel bad for him for the character. I don't know about the person who wrote it, but if it happened to them, I feel bad for them as well. But whatever happened, I feel bad for them. But, and I'm going to say, but what ends up happening after he rewinds the world and kind of, and, and, and vows to kind of go through everything else and get his revenge, exact his revenge on those who have wronged him. This man goes way too far. Like, some parts I get. Like, I'm not saying that it's right by any means necessary. Please understand I'm walking a fine line. I understand. And again, I know it's weird because of all the the good stuff that we just talked about from Women's History Month, right? But I feel like some of the stuff, I understand why, where the mindset was when he did certain things. But some things just were like, whoa, why did that even have to happen? It didn't even have to happen. This show 
blurs the line very much so to the point where there is actually like this is one of those ones again both of these shows are very much 18 and up like you shouldn't watch this as a child but you should not watch redo the healer if you have certain triggers i'm just going to put it that way there are some scenes in there and some things that happen that will make people feel very uncomfortable and i think that kind of sparks the low rating because of that or the the rating slash ranking like i feel like that kind of affects it and not only that but it really doesn't have i mean it has a decent storyline but it's kind of hard to watch so i i've used this analogy analogy before when i talk about this show to anyone who likes the show that i'm about to reference it's very much like um the rising of the shield hero or the rise of the shield hero it's very similar in that sense the rising of the shield hero very similar in that sense but very much like the hentai-ish version of that. So kind of like an underlining story um, that I guess they kind of follow, but very much like it, but at the same time, not like it at all. Um, And that's the best way I can really describe this show. Like I said, watch it if you want to, but again, keep in mind, and I'm telling you right now before you go watch it, so you can't say that Matt told you to do this. It's a it's a decent show. It will make you feel uncomfortable. It made me feel uncomfortable, and I and I I'm I don't really get uncomfortable about a lot of things, but it made me feel uncomfortable um, watching it. So if you're going to watch it, understand that there are triggers that are there, and you need to prepare yourself for it. Watch a clip maybe before you go watch it or something like that. Like look it up on you know YouTube or something and figure out if you want to if you want to watch a trailer or something before you go watch it because there's some things that may make you feel uncomfortable. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Redo the Healer. The last show that I that I added on here late, I was going to kind of talk to it, but I haven't watched enough of it to really give an opinion. But I know that it blurs the line just because of the five or six episodes that I've watched of it. Uh, but also because of the fact that this show is always talked about whenever you talk about potential shows that blur the line between hentai and anime. And that's High School DXD. So High School DXD has a, uh, a ranking or a rating of 7. 3, 5, 12 episodes in the first one. There are a couple of different seasons that kind of continue on the high school DXD um, genre or the anime. But the original one aired January 6, 2012 to March 30, uh, 23rd, 2012. Um, high school student EC is your run-of-the-mill pervert who does nothing productive with his life, peeping on women and dreaming of having his own harem one day. Things seem to be looking up for Issei when a beautiful girl asks him on a, ask him out on a date, although she turns out to be a fallen angel who brutally kills him. Um, however, he gets a second chance at life when, when beautiful senior uh, student Riaz Grimry, um, who is a top-class devil, revives him as her servant, Recruiting EC or Isai into the ranks of the school's occult research club. Slowly adjusting to his new life, he must train and fight in order to survive the violent world of angels and devils. Each new adventure leads to many hilarious and risque moments with his new comrades, all the while keeping his new life a secret from his friends and family in high school DXD. So... Again, shout out to my anime list. This is another one of those ones. I believe his name is EC. Uh, but anyway, this is another one of those ones I feel like that is very much blurring lines. There's a lot of boobs. There's a lot of adult situations in the sense that it's right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like knocking at the door. Like, it's almost like 
anime is knocking at the door, hentai is on the other door, and they just kind of crack the door. They don't necessarily walk in, they just kind of crack the door. Um, whereas Redo the Healer just bust the whole door down. Like, it, it literally is a SWAT team, just bust the whole door down. No, no initial knock runs you right into it. Um, there are knocks, and then the door kind of peeps in. Uh, you, it kind of opens up a little bit, and you peek in. Um, because they almost get there almost get there but they pull it back right there at the very last moment um like i said i watched it it's decent I, i'm not this this isn't necessarily my genre this is not something that i'm necessarily always into i didn't necessarily like the premise behind it i didn't really like the show personally like high school dxd that's just my opinion like i said i watched five seven episodes maybe just because I was trying to give it a chance because somebody had told me that it was good. Um, I love recommendations, anime recommendations. So when somebody tells me it's good, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check it out. But like I said, uh, it's, eh, it's an anime. It's, it's decent. Um, but yeah, so again, this is one of the ones that kind of peeps, uh, prison school is another one that kind of peeps, but redo the hill. Like I said, it, 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 it just runs over the whole house. Like if, if we're talking about the door, redo the hill, it just runs over the whole house with a tank or a freight train, whatever you want. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's this episode guys. Hopefully you come back for season five. Um, because, uh, obviously I got some good content for you guys and hopefully this doesn't kind of run you off. I normally don't go this far off into a rabbit hole or this far risque, you know, this far left, if you will. But I thought it was a fitting kind of episode just because I had never done it before. And, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to do something different. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the cool thing about, um, being a content creator of sorts is, you know, trying to figure out where, you know, people's are, what people like, what people dislike, you know, just trying to figure that all out. So this is all research guys, research. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I said, today's episode was a blurred lines, hentai versus anime. Like I said, I talked through, I was going to sing some of the blurred lines song, but I'm not trying to get sued like Robin Thicke. Um, uh, and Pharrell, I went through basically what is hentai terminology, etymology, some history of erotic anime, um, some erotic games, censorship, demographics, different subgenres inside of uh, hentai. Talked about prison school, talked about Redo the Healer, and talked about high school DXD, which are some shows that I feel like blur the line. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, I hope that all is well. Thank you for sticking around and supporting the show as always. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk, the numbers one and two. Um, like I said, this is the season finale for season four. So you guys won't hear from me for another three weeks. Follow me on those social media handles so you can keep up with me. I'm more active on Twitter. You probably want to follow me there more so. Um but yeah, like I said, hopefully you made it through this episode. You're good. I didn't make you feel uncomfortable. Um, I would like to do maybe another episode kind of like this. It was it was interesting. Like I thought it was just an interesting uh, concept. So, and I'm obviously talking about it because I'm trying to make myself feel at peace with it and be okay with the fact that I just did this episode. But I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with it. So I'm done. I'm I'm gonna stop trying to you know hype myself up i did it it's out there it's done um but anyway this has been matt saint jack with anime talk like i said hope that everyone is good hope that your week is good hope that you guys continue to be uh, the best version of yourselves that you can be until next season and until next time peace